At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and... We've got a tremendous hour coming up for you. In 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by Albert Wynn. You know him better as the analytics capper. Does a great job taking a look at the great game of the NFL. So we're going to be talking with him a little bit about what we saw over the weekend. On top of that, we've got to see if he's got anything for Monday Night Football and turn it forward as I know that he's got a divisional future or two that he's going to be throwing out there as well. That'll correlate a tad with what we're seeing in terms of the Week 16 market as well. So we're going to have an absolutely tremendous chat. Albert, one of the best minds that you're going to find out there in terms of just the betting sphere. So I'm looking forward to that and also looking forward to a nice slate of college basketball that we're going to be having for Monday as well as you don't really have any power conference teams. As a matter of fact, I don't think that there really is a power conference team. The closest thing that you can get to it is a few teams from the Atlantic 10, South Florida out there in the American. But that said, what we do have is some really nice mid-major college basketball. So let's dive into it. And there's a team that's a rather hefty favorite that I think that they are worth being that and much more as we've got game number 825-826 on the board. We're going to be out west here for Utah State playing us to Weber State. Weber State is between a 15.5 to a 16.5 point underdog. Your tallest game is saying between 143 and 144. And with Utah State, I set them as a 20-point favorite. This Utah State team has been absolutely ridiculous now. You do have a few question marks with Taylor Funk for this team as he does bring the funk and he was out for the team's last game. That was a game against a non-D1 school. I think it was like Westminster. So that, to me, is something that you do want to be taking note of. I think he should be good to go on this one, but we shall see moving forward with the funk. But even if he's not able to go, you still have so many other dynamic scorers as Funk is one of just four guys for Utah State and is able to give you at least 12.5 points per game and then you've got Daniel Aiken down low. He's more of a traditional big man as Funk saying six foot eight. He's been able to just bomb it from three point range this season, shooting 46.5% from three. But Aiken, it's more of a traditional low post player. He's able to give you about five and a half rebounds per game. But then you've got Max Shulga, one of the more underrated, shall we call him Swiss Army knife sort of guys, as he's been able to deliver for this team 12 and a half points, five and a half boards, five assists, while shooting 38% from three. And Utah State, as a collective, they shoot. 45.7% from three. That is numero uno in all of college basketball. They've been incredible on that front. They sometimes leave a little bit of something to be desired on defense, but fortunately for them, they're going up against a Weber State team that has been absolutely awful on the offensive side of things. 285th in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and 
Weber State, they underwent a little bit of a coaching change during the offseason. They had Randy Ray in the fold. It was always good under him. And now the Duft man, Eric Duft, is now in the fold. And not been going great, to say the least. Says everything is pretty much based around 6 foot 6 combo player Dylan Jones. He has to act as if he's a point forward out there on the floor. Give you 14 points, 9 boards, right around 3.5 assists per game. But here's the problem with that. You've got nobody else for Weber State. That gives you more than three and a half rebounds per game. You've got nobody else for Weaver State that gives you more than one and a half assists per game. It's all based on a guy that shoots 28% from three. And I mean, he does an okay job as a point forward, but you can tell that they put too much on his plate as his assisted turnover ratio is south of one. He's just not a guy that probably should be the focal point of an offense. He should be someone that down low is able to give you 15 points, nine rebounds, something of that nature, and really doesn't need to dole out the ball. And, They've had to do that because they have nobody else that's able to do so. Junior Ballard, he comes in as a transfer from Fresno State, and he's been solid as a scorer, 9.5 points per game. I still remember when he was at Cal Poly a few seasons ago, he said, we'll put in there 13 points per game, but even back then, he was not able to really dish out the ball. You're finding that this year with this team as well, and for Weaver State, just a bunch of disjointed, janky offense with no rebounding whatsoever. They are in the bottom 10 nationally in terms of offensive rebound rate, and they throw up plenty of bricks because... Currently, they're ranked right around 240th in terms of field goal shooting percentage. They turn the ball over constantly. They've had to throttle down their offense. This used to be a Weber State team that was fun. They were able to play a little bit more up-tempo. And just got to wonder, what in the world happened to Zaire Porter? Because I remember Zaire Porter a few years ago was terrific for this Weber State team. He was averaging right around 12 points per game. He was shooting 42% from three. He had a drop-off last year. And with limited pieces this year, he's been... Averaging fewer points per game this year with five and a half points per contest. It's been a really bad situation for this team. So take a look at Weber State. Not a lot to necessarily love with this team. Now for Utah State, you do want to be taking into account the funk injury. Like I said, I think he's probably going to go. I want to take a look at that in the AM. But even if he doesn't go, I'd still be willing to lay right around 17 and a half to 18 with this Utah State team. I think that you've got good value on one of the best teams outside of the Power Six conferences in all of college basketball and a Weber State team. Then. They're just honestly very, very lost at this point. I am willing to lay the points with Weber State, and I'm going to be willing to take a look at this total over as well. Utah State, they have been able to do an absolutely amazing job with their offense going up against a Weber State team that is, shall we say, less than efficient on defense, and a Weber State team that's getting completely pounded on the glass. So, Set my total at 146. I'm willing to go over and I'm willing to lay the number here with Utah State. How about if we go to a mid-major team that's really been able to build a name for themselves and it's at the edge of what I'm willing to lay, but I'm willing to lay it right now as we've got College of Charleston on the road against Coastal Carolina. This is 813-814 on the board with Coastal Carolina. They're a 6.5 point underdog with your total between 147 and 148.5. We're seeing one straight seven pop onto the board. I sit here at Circle with the College of Charleston, but 6.5 is pretty much a max I'm willing to lay with this College of Charleston team with Charleston. They've had to throttle down a little bit more in recent games, but I think that there's a very logical and easy explanation for this. College of Charleston has had to play against a bunch of really slow teams over the last, let me call it two or so weeks, playing against the Blue Oso Presbyterian, Old Dominion. This Citadel is actually now a very slow team as well. You're able to go down the list and College of Charleston, as a result, they've been playing very slowly. Meanwhile, you do have a Coastal Carolina bunch that they finally got Antonio Day back at the fold. He was limited to 14 games last season with Fordham due to injury. He had not taken the floor up until the game against South Dakota a few days ago. And in that game against South Dakota, he was able to dole out a few assists, really didn't score a lot. And you tell that the team is trying to ease him back in. So this actually might lead to a little bit more of an advantage with a College of Charleston team that they do a great job of being able to generate turnovers, and they do a nice job of being able to pound the glass. Now, the one thing that could get in their way, that would be Isam Mustafa. He is the big man for the Scotland Scare Lion team. He's able to give you 14.5 points, 10 boards. He's able to give you a block per game as well. And then when it comes to the Scotland Scare Lion team, they do have some versatility with Litton Brown being able to pop some threes. He's been able to do a nice job down low. But with this College of Charleston team, they've got nine different guys that they all log at least 15 minutes per game. You've got every one of them averaging between 5.2 and 12.5 points per game. You've got one main facilitator, that'd be Ryan Larson. Comes in from Wofford, 3.5 boards, 3.5 assists, 11.5 points per game, and 
He's been shooting 42% from three-point range, but all of you guys know their role, and they all do it all so well. I've only got one guy that gives you north of six or north of five rebounds per game. That'd be Bubkar Faye, but at the same time, you've got all these guys giving you like four rebounds, 3.3, 3.8. I mean, they all do a really good job on that front end for this College of Charleston team. They've also just pounded the glass. Even though you've only got one guy that gives you north of five rebounds per game, they average about 13 and a half offensive rebounds per game. They do a good job of just being able to run very efficient offense. They take a lot of threes. They're in the top 10 nationally in terms of three-point shot attempts per game, and they're going to be going up against a bunch in Coastal Carolina, which with Day back out there, they should be able to improve their perimeter defense a little bit, but this is a team that ranks outside the top 200 in terms of opponent's three-point shooting percentage as well. Now with Coastal Carolina, they do a nice job of getting to the free throw line, and they do rank in the top 10 nationally in terms of their free throw shooting percentage. Jamar U. Brown has been able to do a good job giving you 16.5 points per contest, and I do think that they're going to be able to do an okay job on the glass, but I think with College of Charleston, just being able to bring in their hockey-like line changes, being able to force turnovers, being able to hit the offensive glass. This team just has all the goods. I do think that now going up against a team like Coast Carolina, which they're not slow, they're not fast, they're going to be able to get a little bit more of their tempo than they have in their recent slate. I'm willing to lay up to the six half that we're seeing right now with College of Charleston. I do think that they're going to be able to get their fast pace as well. Semi total at 150, so we're going to be taking a look at this total over as well. And then you got another game that is in conference play as Summit League play. It does start on Monday, and you've got St. Thomas the Tommies playing us during North Dakota. North Dakota is between a 7 and an 8-point underdog with your total between 142 and 142.5, and, and I like the Tommies in this spot. I was willing to lay up to 9 with them. With St. Thomas, they are less than efficient defense. They rank outside the top 250 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, but this is a team that they really do a nice job of getting the job done on offense as they rank in the top 80 nationally in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. And you've got Andrew Rode along with Riley Miller who have been able to combine for about 29 points per game. You've got Rode shooting over 40% from three. He's done a good job giving out a few assists, gives the team a steal per game as well. And for North Dakota, they don't have a single guy that gives you more than 4.1 rebounds per game. It's not like St. Thomas has a whole bunch of big men that are going to go down there and they're going to give you like 10 rebounds or anything like that, but... That's a big, giant issue with this North Dakota team as Sonse Sarcise is really that guy, the gentleman from the country of Georgia. You've only got one guy that gives you north of 8.5 points per game as well for North Dakota. They also shoot right around 65% at the free throw line. You've got a lot of deficiencies with a North Dakota team that last year they were in the bottom five nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They've been able to improve that a little bit, but they're still in the bottom 40 with this regard. Caleb Nero, the transfer from Weber State, has not really been able to take hold and do an amazing job for the team. And for St. Thomas, they're just so gosh darn efficient over the last two years have been one of the top teams in terms of fewest turnovers on a per-possession basis. North Dakota, they came at about three more turnovers per game. That gives the edge at home to St. Thomas, in my opinion. Willing to lay up to nine with them. I did something I told 139. These are a pair of teams that rank in the bottom 75 nationally in terms of possessions per game. So not going to get a high possession game, but what you're going to get a lot of is volume NFL analysis as we've got our good friend Albert Wynn, better known as Analytics Capper, joining me next to be able to break down the great game here on Decent Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience that is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. If you're a smoker or dipper who's looked to try to make some tra- change, nobody can blame you for thinking that newer nicotine products have one thing in common, that they just don't work. They're either too complicated or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches, they might surprise you. Unlike other forms of nicotine, Zen has six simple ingredients that it's made with and is completely tobacco leaf free. Its upper lip pouch means that you don't need to spit, so dippers, you can throw away those spit bottles and smokers. You might be surprised to learn that Zen offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Plus, Zen is low profile enough to enjoy anywhere, anytime. You might be surprised at how simple and satisfying Zen really is. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you. And it's at Zyn.com. That would be Z-Y-N.com. And warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine it is an additive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. We're going to be joined in moments by Albert Wynn, who you know him better as the analytics capper himself. And I know that one thing that Albert has been taking a look at is some of these divisional futures. And I do think that it is fascinating because typically when you think of the futures market, you think that the value is a little bit dried out. Unfortunately, just because we did have a very rambunctious day of football in terms of this Sunday, we do have a few that are a little bit more suspect because you do have a lot of those player features, but I know he's got one that he's taking a look at in terms of the division winner that I'm seeing it right now. It's a number that he likes, so let's bring him in right now as it is Albert, and you're able to follow him on Twitter at AnalyticsCapper, and Albert, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hey, how's it going, Greg? Yeah, I was looking at some of the features, especially the division winners there, Greg. Um, the Jackson Jaguars, awesome win against the Dallas Cowboys today. Uh, pick six in overtime to kind of walk off the win there. And they are getting plus, one to, one, plus 125 to win the AFC South. They're a team trending in the right direction, Greg, whereas the Tennessee Titans, who are one game ahead, I believe have lost four straight games now. They have a much tougher schedule. So I like the value there in Jacksonville. They do play in week, uh, the final week, week 18, I believe. So the winner of that final game is most likely going to win the division there. And I like Jacksonville at home. They're most likely going to be favorites. So if you don't want to play that number, you could play the plus 125 right now for the division odds. And just in terms of these divisional futures, how much do you take a look at the matchups that they've got this week as well? Because now we're down to it and you're really able to gauge a lot of these. When you're taking a look before the season, it's like, oh, this should be an easy win. And then come week 10, well, that's not going to be an easy win at all. The Seattle Seahawks are actually playing some decent football. You're able to go down the list of disappointing teams to the positive and the negative. I'm sure that just taking a look prior to the season, if you had the Rams late in your schedule, you're thinking, oh, that's going to be a difficult game when in reality it's not so much, but how much do you weigh that in? Because I do take a look at the just slates that these two teams have and the fact that it's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguars team that's going to be going up against the Jets. And with the Jets dealing with those quarterback issues, I think that that lends a little bit of value as well. Exactly. I, I put a lot of weight into the feature games, especially with only three weeks left, Greg. And it, you know, the, the hard game, if you call it, if you want to call it hard, but Jacksonville beat Dallas. They were 10-3 and three heading to that game. And Jacksonville, were, were they were able to get the upset um, at home. So they had the Jets 
They have a Texans game on the 1st, January 1st, and then that aforementioned uh, Titans-Jaguars, most likely for division on January 8th. That game is going to be played in Jacksonville. So I think they have three, they have two really easy games, and that that third game most likely is going to be the decider. Whereas the the Jacksonville, the Tennessee Titans, they still have to play the Cowboys uh, in two weeks. And you know the Cowboys coming off a loss today, and they're going to have to face a really really good Philadelphia team this this upcoming week. You know that they can't drop a game against the Tennessee Titans in a couple weeks. So. Um, I mean, to be to be quite frank with you, I think the easier schedule is Jacksonville and the potential game winner, the game decider, week 18 is going to be at home in Jacksonville. So I like the odds a lot. Plus 125 right now is great value for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep, I do think that that is something that is just so important to take a look at. And I think that it's really important to take a look moving forward at this Bengals team as well, because it felt like it was that game that I talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. There are some of those games where it's like, it's just too easy. How are the Bengals only laying between three and three and a half, depending upon where and when you are getting the line against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And whenever you don't play those games and they come through, you feel like a complete moron when you do play those games and they don't come through same thing as well. But this is one where I do think that the Bengals have looked relatively impressive. And for the Buccaneers, just on a game to game standpoint, they are a bunch that I don't really stick a lot of sock into, and yet they're probably going to be hosting a playoff game when it's all said and done with the Panthers losing this week, too. Yeah, this game was crazy. I mean, I'll be fully transparent. I was on Tampa Bay today. I thought it was great value. And Greg, it looked like a great bet for half of the game, right? The first half, uh, Tampa Bay was up 17. Tampa Bay had more first downs than the Bengals had plays run in that first half. And then you fast forward to that third quarter, Greg, every single play was run on the Tampa Bay side of the field. That means not only were the Bengals dominating on offense, but Tampa Bay was getting zero yards, nothing done on their side of the ball as well. So they had five straight possessions that ended in turnovers. um, And it was just an ugly, ugly game. It was the first time I believe in Tom Brady's career where he was the sole reason for four turnovers. so one of those games where, you know, I, th- I thought I was on the right side, um, but the second half was just, uh, was again, very ugly for Tampa Bay. But you're right. They're going to most likely win the NFC South. Every division winner is going to be a host for a playoff game. It's most likely going to be the fifth seed, which is the Dallas Cowboys. And they already beat the Cowboys week one today, or this season. They beat them last season as well. So I don't think Tampa Bay is worried about the Cowboys going into their house on wildcard weekend. Yep. And what I think is just so interesting about this week in general is all the crazy results that we did see. I mean, we just referenced this. I was on the wrong side of that Patriots versus Raiders game. That was, that was not fun to say the least. I'm sure that there are many people that might've been holding, I don't know, a Colts money line ticket. And after explaining to little Johnny at Christmas about how the Colts and Jeff Saturday sold Christmas and well, that's not too fun. I'm sure that Santa's going to be trying his best in those households, but man, that's not great. And just what advice would you give to people in terms of a week like this? Because there might have been some people that they came out really, really good with a lot of these late results, and then others in which it just came up snake eyes having the best of it for much of the game. And we saw this a lot in college basketball as well, where if you bet the right side and the right side doesn't get there. Yeah, Greg, for the Patriots, that's two inexplicable endings in the last few years. If you guys remember the Miami miracle with uh, Gronkowski on the field a few years ago, and then this year with, um, for some reason, Jacoby Myers decided to throw it back, even though they were the, the, it was a tied ball game. They didn't have to really be that desperate. Um, With that being said, man, you're right. Every game you have to treat mutually exclusive from another game. If you are on the bad side or on a bad beat of a game, don't get too emotional. Don't get too down because there's going to be many, many other chances to get that bet, um, you know, get that bet back. On the flip side, not only should you not be too down or too emotional, you should never be too up as well, Greg, especially for someone like you who, you know, at times you may have 40 or 50 or 60 games going on at once, especially with all the college college basketball slate. Um, so you should never get too high emotionally as well. So 
the key to being a, a great handicapper is to make sure you're even keel and to make sure you take emotions out of it. Absolutely. And going into that game a little bit more specifically in terms of the Patriots and the Raiders, what do you make out of these two teams? Because I still take a look at this Patriots team and first half was a little bit, shall we say, less than savory. The second half, it was looking relatively solid. And for the Raiders, what I've watched them actually play, they haven't been too bad. It just feels like they've been on the wrong side of so much luck. And this is one where they were on the ultimate good side of luck today. Yeah, these two teams are really hard to figure out, Greg. I'll say this. The better that Mac Jones plays, um, the worse the results become. Uh, and I'm talking about just wins and losses because he had a really start, a slow start to the season. A lot of it could have been injury-related or not getting enough reps. If you guys remember, there was the Bailey Zappi a uh, few weeks there where he came in and kind of lit, lit the team on fire. But they knew that Mac Jones was going to be their number one quarterback or their QB1 moving forward. Uh, it took him a few weeks. He finally had a, a solid game against Minnesota about a month ago. He lost that game. Um, and then he hasn't really won any of these big games, especially uh, today against the Raiders. If you look at the Raiders, we all know they're super talented, uh, weapons on the outside, potentially, you know, the best wide receiver in the game with Devontae Adams that that joined the team. Um, but the issue with this team has always been defense, and they're very, very loose with the football. And you saw that again today, a lot of turnovers, including a Derek Carr pick six. So um, it's an issue with them. Uh, they just need to be able to take care of the ball better and make uh, better coaching decisions from the top. Absolutely. And one great decision that we made on this show is getting you aboard, Albert, and coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at Monday Night Football with the analytics capper himself, Albert, on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You want the gift that keeps on giving? Well, that's VEASAN. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for just $79 and get access to everything that we do now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive 20 buckaroos to be able to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every game. Deep dive betting reports plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every single bowl game. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports holiday gift that is over at vcin.com slash subscribe and get vcin pro access all the way through the end of March. It is the Greg Peterson experience right here on vcin, the sports betting network, being rejoined by Albert Wynn. You know him better as the analytics capper and Albert, well, this might not have been the Monday Night Football game that we were hoping for, but it's a game that we've got coming into the season. If you would have told me that we've got a mid-December game between the Packers and the Rams, I would have been really excited. Both of these scenes, well, they pretty much pooped in our stockings. So not so great there, but with that said, with the Packers, they are a seven-point favorite. Toulon's game is pretty much 39.5 across the board. What is your read on this game? Because I take a look at it and... Being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, it's typically not warm out there in the Midwest. I took a look at the phone app for my home state, and well, it looks like it's probably going to be right around 15 or so degrees at first kick, and looks like a game in which it's not going to have very good elements. Yeah, Greg. So it's gonna the kickoff is going to start somewhere in the teens. It's going to get colder as the as the night goes on. Um, the one advantage here is. Baker Mayfield, starter for the, <coughs> excuse me, starter for the LA Rams. Um, he's used to playing in the cold, right? Being in Cleveland for a few years there. With that being said, though, the frozen tundra is a different animal. Um, the Green Bay Packers still have a lot to play for, Greg. Seven-point favorites. I think I'm going to lay those points. I think Green Bay is going to come out and really dominate this game, especially on the defensive side. I don't think Baker and the rest of his team will be able to move the ball. Last week was incredible, right? They had an amazing comeback against the, Ra uh, yeah, the Raiders. Um, the very last play, for some reason, the Raiders played press coverage, um, and Baker Mayfield was able to take advantage of that. Remember, though, that was only day three on the job. You fast forward to, to tomorrow, it's really only day 11 on the job. It's not like he's a big veteran. It's not like the playbook, 
playbook is going to expand too much tomorrow. And honestly, with Green Bay Packers, who are still mathematically in the race for the final wildcard spot in the NFC, I think they're going to be more motivated tomorrow. And to be honest, if you look at the injury report, Greg, they are relatively healthy. Outside of Bhattiari, I think everyone else is most likely coming back and playing tomorrow. And I think they are still uh, very motivated to get the job done. So I like the Green Bay Packers minus seven at home tomorrow. And then do you have any take in terms of the total? Because this is a game where I'm going to be attacking a lot of unders. I'm seeing Baker Mayfield at 188 passing yards. I like that under. I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers at one and a half touchdown passes. I like that under. I think that this is going to be a game because it is going to be very cold. The ball is going to be like a big giant brick. I do think that that is going to be able to help things out in terms of a little bit more if you like overs, perhaps with the running backs in this game. And I think that for the passers, it's going to be a little bit of a rough night. Yeah, I like that look a lot, Greg. With the temperatures being very, very cold, uh, the one thing that is not too windy tomorrow, but with that being said, with it being so cold, I think they are going to lean on the run heavily. And we know the Green Bay Packers have a very, very good running game. When they have uh, success running the ball, they've been pretty solid all year long. Um, so you're right. In terms of the betting perspective, I do like the full game under if I had to pick a side. Um, but definitely on the props, look at maybe uh, total pass attempts under, yardage unders, and then looking at rushing attempts or um, carries over, things like that. I don't know if I would do the yards over uh, on the ground, to be honest, because I think it's just going to be really tough to move the ball because of the temperature. So um, I like the attempts more than the actual yardage when it comes to player props. Yep, I'm, I think that that's something really good to take a look at. Really, the only guy I would consider an over on is Aaron Jones. He's got 60 and a half rushing yards. I think that he should be able to get there against a Rams team that it's a little bit banged up, and we've seen the Packers, when they've had their most success, actually do it on the ground, and got to think if the Packers have a lead, uh, they are going to be very much utilizing Aaron Jones, keeping it on the ground, keeping Aaron Rodgers out of harm's way. So I do think that that is going to be very important for them, and this is going to be a game of the utmost importance. If the, uh, if the uh, Dallas Cowboys want any hope of being able to win the division, because they, much like the Packers, they've got a shot at the division, but... They need to pretty much win out, and they need the Eagles to lose out, so they're mathematically alive, just like the Packers are barely mathematically alive in terms of being able to make the playoffs. But big game between the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles going into Sunday with the Cowboys between a one to a one and a half point favorite, depending upon where you shop. How do you take a look at this game? Because I've done nothing with this one. I need a little bit more time to be able to take a look at it, but no doubt, big time divisional rivalry, big time revenge spot in this game, and where the Dallas Cowboys can really be a little bit of a rubber stamp for them after they had a, let's call it what it is, disappointing loss against the Jaguars. Yeah, it was a very disappointing loss on the road in overtime. They had fully controlled that game. I think they were up 27-10 uh, midway in the third quarter before Trevor Lawrence and, their, and the Jacksonville offense really took over that game there. Um, this is a big moment for Dak Prescott and, and the Dallas Cowboys. They've had a solid year. Um, you know, they had a, a lot of ups and downs. Dak was even out for a few games, had um, Cooper Rush in to replace him, and he was able to lead them to wins. And that was the last time these two teams met. Cooper Rush was in, and he did a formidable job, but he, as we all know, is not as talented as Dak, and that playbook is very, very small when it comes to uh, Cooper Rush. So uh, the Cowboys have a full roster next weekend. Um, they're going to be at home. This is a big revenge spot. The minus one, minus one and a half makes you feel like it's a Philadelphia play, to be honest, Greg, because I don't like those short spreads, especially at home. If you bet those type of angles and type of bet, uh, type of games long term, you're you're going to lose. So um, I don't like that, that type of number. But the spot here is 100% Dallas coming off a bad loss, coming off a head to head loss coming back home to play in the AT&T Stadium. Um, right now, I don't have an official play, but I most likely would lean Dallas there. And statistically speaking, Greg, these teams are carbon copies of each other. Both teams average around 28, 29 points on offense and only give up about 19 points on defense. So both of these teams have the you know one of the best uh, point differential ratings in the National Football League. And I think they're going to be able to have a really good game next week. 
It's going to come down to turnovers. Dak's been very loosey-goosey with the ball recently. Jalen Hurts threw two interceptions in his first 14 attempts against the Chicago Bears today. So it's going to come down to turnovers. Whoever takes care of it and whoever is going to have the ball last might be the winner in that game. Yep, I think that that is something that is very important to take a look at. And Albert, just in terms of the NFL landscape right now, for some of these teams, they might have just three games left in their season. But is there maybe a team that is on the outside looking in for the playoffs? They might not be going to the playoffs that still have some value in what you've been seeing. They've been fighting relatively hard and covering a few spreads for you. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the Miami Dolphins, man. That was on Saturday. It was a great uh, opportunity for them the to cold. make some noise. They potentially should have won that game, to be honest. Um, they went on the road. I think it was the coldest game that Tua Tungavaloa has ever started in his life. That includes high school and college football. Um, the only game where it was under 36 degrees. And he played pretty well. That, that ending there, was, in my opinion, was pretty coin flippy. Um, in Buffalo's favor, but I think, you know, a team with the offense like a Miami Dolphins is really always going to have a chance. And then on the NFC side, um, I think the Green Bay Packers, I know a lot of people have not really thought about this team as a playoff team, but if, you know, if dominoes fall their way, if they win out and somehow sneak into the the tournament, it's still Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. He's still one of the best to ever do it. And if you're going to have to play and, and beat a team that's led by Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's always tough to scheme against that, against that. So, I mean, I would say it's the Miami Dolphins that I would be scared of on the AFC. And then on the NFC, it would be the Green Bay Packers. Yep, with the Green Bay Packers, they still have that man by the name of Aaron Rodgers. And as long as they are mathematically alive, which that eh, might be coming to an end sooner rather than later, as long as they're mathematically alive, you know exactly what we're, you're going to be getting there, and we always know exactly what we're going to get out of you, Albert. That's just absolutely tremendous insights. You do an absolutely amazing job taking a look at so many things, as I know you've been doing some great work in terms of college football, NFL, NBA. You're just able to go down the line. Always do appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it so much, Greg. Thank you for having me on, and if we don't speak, have a great Christmas uh, over the weekend. Enjoy football. Enjoy college basketball this week. Absolutely. Same to you, Albert, as Albert does absolutely terrific work taking a look at so many sports that we've got. And we got to be taking a look at that in the final segment. We've got a few plays in terms of Monday Night Football. On top of that, we've got a college basketball board that really doesn't involve power conference teams, but lots of stake with the mid-majors. So we're going to be hitting all that in the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. And Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, or a hockey fan, Bet Rivers has you covered with a little bit of everything. Join us every week for new promotions like the Friday Night College Football Bet Plus, Get Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Also, Bet Rivers has you covered for all things soccer, even with the World Cup now wrapped up, as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and it's always great to get Albert Wynn aboard. You know him better as the analytics capper. He does amazing work. Take a look at a wide variety of things. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. And if you are listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience, coming up next is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. If you're listening to a replay, well, at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it's Follow the Money. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, it's a holiday week, but they're both working very, very hard. They're going to be taking a look at everything that we got in terms of this just crazy week of sports in general. I mean, anyone that bet college football, college basketball, I mean, if you were betting diddlywinks, it was crazy. The World Cup was crazy. I mean, it's just kaboom right now in all of sports. I wish I could use a more professional term, but you know what? I think kaboom, it gets the job done, and it's very, very appropriate for what we've been seeing. So that has been just absolutely tremendous. And in the meantime, we've got to get you guys warmed up, take a look at a little college basketball, and then turn it forward to what I all like in terms of Monday Night Football. Let's start it off with the college basketball. As we've got my DK Nation right up in the San Francisco area as the Dons. They are going to be playing out to UT Arlington. This is 827-828 on the betting board with the Dons. You're finding them between a 15 to a 15 and a half point favorite. And the total on this game, it is between 137 and 137 half. And my right up here is going to be on this total. And I do like it under with the Dons. They've been able to do a relatively solid job on defense. They rank in the top 85 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. So they've been able to do a nice job holding up there. They do a nice job of keeping teams just off the offensive glass. And when it comes to this UT Arlington team, they do a Relatively okay job in terms of offensive rebound rate, but I think that this is going to be one of their toughest challenges yet. As you take a look at this San Francisco team, opponents are getting an offensive rebound on 12.9% of their misses when the Dons are at home this season. That ranks in the top 15 nationally. Meanwhile, you've got a UT Arlington team that they do a great job of just making things gross and slow. They are 350th in the country in terms of points scored on a per possession basis and being able to anchor that along with the fact that UT Arlington, 338th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. As a result, against D1 competition, UT Arlington has not been able to break the 66-point plateau yet this season. Meanwhile, they go up against a Don's team that they've been having a little bit of a tough time shooting up from three. Both of these teams rank outside of the top 240 in terms of three-point shooting percentage. And both teams allow opponents to shoot 30.3% from three or lower, so... They've been able to do a nice job on that front. And with this Don's team, they're also turning the ball over a lot. A turnover on 24% of their possessions at home this season. That ranks in the bottom 15 nationally. Now, 
But San Francisco, they've got the better backcourt as you've got Khalil Shabazz. He does a good job pairing up with Tyrell Ghost Roberts. They've both been able to combine for about 20 and a half points per game. You've got Ghost Roberts shooting about 36% from three, and they shoot it well at the free throw line. Credit where credit is due there. You've got some nice big men for the team as well as you've been able to have Zane Meeks go off for 12 and a half points, right around six rebounds per game. He's able to pop threes, but he's not been shooting those threes very well as he's shooting about 25% from distance. You've got Kune Kune, who's been able to do a nice job of being able to give you a little bit of versatility with Josh Kune, and he's been able to shoot it well from three-point range. But at the same time, you've had Vladimir Morkowski out of the fold, and he missed the last game as he's been able to give you right around five rebounds per game. Someone that's saying seven foot two comes in from the Ukraine, so he's a little bit missed. And for UT Arlington, don't have a single guy that's able to give you north of 10 points per game. They brought in Aaron Cash from Texas A&M. Be able to do an okay job of being able to pop it from three point range for an Arlington team that they're shooting as a collective about 29 or so percent from three point range. That's one of the worst marks in all of college basketball. Shamar Wilson has been able to give you nine and a half points, eight rebounds per game, and he's really the lone guy that has been able to get the job done down low for the team. Nobody else has been able to give you more than five rebounds per game. UT Arlington just a little bit all over the place in terms of their offense as. They've not been able to get it inside for easy shots, outside for easy shots. They turn the ball over 13 times per game. Now, they do generate 15 turnovers per game as well, so that is to the positive with the team. But for UT Arlington, good on defense, bad on offense. Got a San Francisco team that's been able to do a nice job holding up on defense themselves. So DK Nation write-up is going to be on the under. I do think that UT Arlington is going to be laying in there. UT Arlington doing a good job of cutting off the three-pointer going up against a San Francisco team that they are very much based around their perimeter play. And Marcus Williams, the transfer from both Texas A&M and Wyoming, only giving you six points per game. Was expecting a little bit more from him on the offensive side of things. So on defense, he's been able to do a relatively rock-solid job. And now... That takes us to Monday Night Football and what we're all getting on this front as we got the Packers and we got the Rams. A game that when the schedule came out, it looked like it was going to be a whale of a matchup. Instead, it has turned out to be a bluegill of a matchup in which it's not big. Those of you guys have went bluegill fishing. I've done that a few times in the great state of Wisconsin. Well, you know, that could be a little bit of fun, but certainly not a whale of a matchup to say the least. And the Packers, a touchdown favorite total on this game is anywhere between 39 and 39 and a half and I like this game under. You're going to have cold conditions. It's going to be in the low to mid-teens at kickoff, and it's just going to get colder from there. And I tell you, being from the great state of Wisconsin, it's not going to be too enjoyable for these Rams players. And I don't know if Baker Mayfield's going to be able to throw a touchdown on this game. Honestly, I'm taking a look at under a half a touchdown, plus 155. I would say shop around for the best of the number because you might be able to get a little bit more of a plus price in other places. And I think that has a very solid value because I think that this is going to be a sad, gross game for really both of these teams. The Rams defense, they certainly are missing quite a few pieces with Aaron Donald dealing with injury. You're able to go down the list. It's not too terrific on that front, but you still have guys like Bobby Wagner that they've got pride. They're still fighting for this team, and they're going up against a Green Bay Packers team that they've been dealing with some offensive line issues with David Bakhtiari being out darn near the entirety of the season. That has caused for, well, some unsavory play there. You still have most of your secondary alive for this Rams team, and well, it's a secondary that's left a little bit of something to be desired, but other than Christian Watson, who's been tremendous for the Green Bay Packers, they really don't have a whole lot on that front either, and I do think that it's going to be a Packers team that's going to look to run the ball as a result because a lot of the Rams' injuries in terms of the defense, it is in terms of that front seven. I think that they're going to be able to exploit that, and I don't like a lot of overs in terms of this card in terms of player props. I like this full game under, but the one over I can get behind, that would be the Aaron Jones rushing prop. I'm seeing that at 60 and a half. I do think they should be able to rack up the yards. I think that the Packers are going to be looking to him very, very often. I don't know if I want him over 17 and a half rush attempts just because A.J. Dillon should be good to go in this game as well for the Green Bay Packers, but I'm willing to take his rushing yards over because I do think that this is going to be a Rams team that's going to be able to do an okay job through the pass. I just don't know what they're going to be able to provide in terms of being able to shut down the run. And for the Rams, I do think that they're going to be featuring Cam Akers heavily and often, but can you really trust Cam Akers? He's a guy that wanted to trade from the Rams and he's been putting up 3.3 yards per carry. I mean, he's the last two weeks been able to give you a whopping three and a half yards per carry on 29 carries. So 
He's getting the ball, but he's doing absolutely nothing with it. He's been able to get three touchdowns in that time span, but I don't know if you're really going to be able to get a lot there. And that just leads you to thinking that, yeah, if the Rams are going to be able to score in this game, they're probably going to hand it to Cam Akers within the five-yard line as well. So if you want a shot there, I'm not taking a shot on anyone for an anytime touchdown in this game. Probably, if you're looking at any sort of a Ram, it would be Cam Akers. But, I mean, honestly, no touchdown score might have more value than anyone on the Rams. I'm going to be taking the plus price with Baker Mayfield to not throw a touchdown in this game. I think that this is going to be a gross game in which you're going to be seeing a field goal fest. I think neither team is really going to be able to get a whole heck of a lot going. And with the Rams, I mean, who is our good friend Baker Mayfield going to be throwing to? It's going to be guys like a Van Jefferson who... He's been okay when he's been out there on the field, but he hasn't been available for much of the season. You've got someone like a Tutu Adwell, so not a lot to really pick from there. And for the Packers, they've still been dealing with a couple of injuries on that defensive front as well, so that has been hurting them quite a bit. But that said, they've been a secondary that has been able to generate 10 interceptions. I do like Baker Mayfield to throw an interception. I don't like laying minus 185, so instead I would say go under his passing Yards prop, that would be 188.5. I do like that under. I like the Rams catching seven just because I think that you're going to see a bunch of field goals in this game. Under one and a half touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers. Under a half a touchdown through the air for Baker Mayfield as well. So a lot of unders and taking the points with the Rams there. And let's give you my VEASAN pro tip for our number three. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of these. You're able to sort them by show and by sport. And the pro tip for our number three, when looking at these teams that are below 500 slash out of the playoffs, here in the final few weeks of the NFL season. Look at the recent form. Look at the coaches. They're able to traditionally get fight out of their guys. And you always get fight from Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. They're coming your way with Follow the Money right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.